amigos, and welcome back to the Wild Chase, our Dungeons and Dragons podcast, uh, where I, your fearless leader Rio, will be, be will be your dungeon master for the evening. Uh, things have been a little hectic. You guys have heard some update of it. Uh, you guys, uh, you heard. I mean, post holiday craziness. But in any ways, we should be back consistently every other week, as as promised. Now. Uh, we're just gonna jump immediately into it. We don't really have any announcements. We don't have no announcements. We don't have no sponsors. So we're just gonna jump right into it and start by introducing our players. Uh, let's go first. Mal. Uh, I'm Mal. I play Alexi Nethis. Uh, race and class, bro. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Human bard. Okay. And Mercer. This is your lovable Merc. I play Sensei, the Warforged Cleric. Okay, and Jess? Hey guys, it's Jess. I'm playing Masuru, the Tabaxi Bard. And last but not least, Shane? Hello, I'm playing Taken, the High Elf Soldier. The High Elf Fighter, you cut out for a solid second. Oh. Hi, the High Elf Eldritch Knight. My apologies. But fighter, yes. Okie dokie. So, uh, I know that we were, we're just trying to jump right into it. So, last time, uh, when we were playing, uh, they, they were leaving the capital, because Braddock is known to be, like, half a day outside of the capital of Oistas. And they encountered, uh, a, a cart that was basically on fire and partially blown up. Uh, and learned that, and found a, uh, a Triton, an, an older Triton man, who was basically dehydrated and passed out on the side of the cart. They managed to get him some water, get him, get him revived a bit, and then there was a, a robotic monkey, literally, in the cart, who apparently had triggered some fireworks to go off. Uh, they managed to bring him along with, because they were curious as he knew a lot about Sensei's creation than than most of them did. Uh, and the over the course of Titus, the, the Triton uh, the Triton man uh, talking about Sensei, uh, he kept referring referring to Sensei in the capacity of a tool rather than as as a person and it was beginning to chafe some of the uh, team members. But we last left off, they were actually just arriving in Braddock. So that's where we're going to be picking up from today. So you guys, um, you guys are, are basically entering the town. There's, uh, this is, this is, it's a, a, a town, a township so close to the capital that it's, it's well taken care of. There are cobblestone roads. There, there's nice buildings. Um, there, there does to be, uh, there does seem to be an unsettling mood amongst the townspeople as some of them are, um, unsurprisingly uncomfortable considering the rumors coming coming out of Braddock up until uh, up until you guys got here. So, uh, what are we doing? Which rumors are in regards to Braddock? Uh, that there's a wild magic sorcerer here. Oh, in the city itself? Oh, oh, geez. Remember that you guys were told that uh, you guys were told in confidence that by Tasid that that's what Aurora was here for because wild magic is forbidden in Lamastis. Tasid told you got uh, asked you guys to find Aurora, who is actually here to secretly move the wild magic sorcerer out of Lamastis. 
Right, the ambassador that's a satyr, right? Yep. Right. Okay, now now I'm back on track with my brain. And we had basically nothing to go on to start looking for her except that it's in Braddock. You were also told that she's a hot pink tiefling, so there's that. Some of us were smart enough to ask for a description. I said basically nothing, not nothing. So. <laughs> so who wants to do some talky talk? I mean, you guys just arrived, so I don't know if you're getting out of the cart. Yeah. First is first. Yeah. We got to get out to the cart and everything. Uh, I'm going to head. Let's find a place to park the cart because this is our nice reinforced wagon that since it can actually ride. No, we're just going to abandon it in the middle of the street. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, Sensei. Go go park the carriage for us, please. <laughs> sensei will gladly go park the wagon. Uh, there are, uh, coming into town, there are there is an inn not too far, uh, obviously, like just by the entryway of the town. There's an inn not too far and, and, a, and a stable. Uh, as, as you get closer, you see uh, a, a fresh-faced young man who uh, looks like this might be very, very young. He may, may, maybe late teens, look like this might be his first job. And uh, as, as, you, uh, as you the cart, cart approaches, he waves at you guys. Uh, you see his eyes sort of just widen in surprise at the sight of Sensei. But there's, there's, uh, there's fascination in it as uh, he speaks up and goes, Evening, good sirs. Uh, we, can, we can hold on to your cart for just a silver. Will he even uh, wash down and feed your horses? So, um, quick question. One silver for all of that, does that seem to be a fair price? Or does that seem to be a little bit on the low side? Well, I mean, it's a silver a night, so it's, like, you're, uh, it's, it depends, I'm, I'm not sure Sensei would have a concept of money. <laughs> not terribly, no. So are you asking this out loud? Yes. He's going to specifically turn to Alexi and go, is that a fair rate or is that very low? Oh, oh see, Alexi's rich. I don't think he has a fair concept of money either. Why do you think <laughs> I'm asking Alexi? Uh, you asked the wrong person. Uh, inside on that, I, I'm, to me, out of character, that, sounds pretty, uh, that seems pretty reasonable because usually a, a night at a decent end is about like a, a few silver pieces and all that stuff as well because they're taking care of our horses carriages and everything else well yeah so, this is this is simply to watch your carriage like this is yeah. yeah uh this this definitely looks like a you can roll me an insight check and we'll, we'll we'll get into it yeah all right insight check will be a twelve. Yeah, no, that, that, that seems like a fair price, considering it's literally just uh, carriage maintenance and everything, and just to, to keep an eye on things. It's not uncommon, especially as close as you are for the cap the capital, for, for some of the nicer inns to uh, to have carriage maintenance separate than, than the actual room pricing. Because that way, if you guys don't end up staying the night, you could still recover your carriage and everything, and it's not left to be, to have your shit stolen from it. Yeah. All right, yeah. I'm gonna tell the group that seems like a fair price. Uh, seems like a def uh, a fair price for uh for a night and everything. 
Masuru is going to pull two silver out of his little pouch. Um, and he's going to walk over and hand it to the boy. And um, he's going to say, you can keep the change, but when we come back, I would love if you would have a story to share. I, you, you see the, like, you see his face light up and he stops and he goes, oh, I can probably think of something. Does it have to be true? Not necessarily, as long as it's interesting. <laughs> okay, um, I'll work on it. And he, he very happily takes the two silver pieces and walks over to the horses and starts giving them head pats. Well, Sensei will go ahead and dismount the carriage. It very obviously springing back up to its normal height <laughs> as he steps off of it. The strength of this carriage. Some heavy-duty springs. Hey, man, well, you gotta put shocks on, on a carriage. It's cool. If it's got good enough suspension to withstand Sensei, it means we could also take it off-roading. Oh my god, could you imagine? <laughs> oh, anyway, so as you guys dismount and uh, and the uh, the stable boy begins to uh, he he blur he coaxes the horses further into the stable and and begins his work. What are you guys doing now? Um. Well, we have a description. And we don't have much else to start with. I say we just start looking around, seeing this is all OOC. Seeing like how people are reacting to us if anyone seems sketchy, and then just kind of try to find like a tavern or something that's more populated where we could ask for information. I mean, there's technically there is technically like you guys are facing outward from the stables, so uh, standing in front of the stables, facing outward to your right, there is an inn. Not necessarily a tavern, but it's an inn. If none of you actually says what we're going to do as far as a plan goes, Sensei is going to do something. Was that out loud, Jess? No, I, I did say that that was OOC. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. I was but not pretty, paying attention for a solid second. Yeah, pretty much what I'm going to do, as soon as we get the carriage situation situated, I'm gonna say, uh, I would honestly think it would be best for us to just go around town uh, trying to get more information about it, about the tiefling. Good idea. Haven and I will start at the end. And Haven, Haven just pauses for a second, like double taking between you and Alexi, like he got because he didn't realize you would just volunteer down. It's like, oh, mm. um, yes, we can do that. Haven, he needs you to stay with him to protect the cheese. If we are dividing, hold up. Uh oh. He he literally looks at you with like a confused look for a second and goes, "Okay." He may or may not have taken that seriously. I hope he took it as seriously as the grave, Shay. I hope you took it as seriously as the grave. Anyway. Haven earned a new title, Guardian of the Cheese. Uh, Sensei is going to um, also uh, speak up. Well, if we are taking the divide and conquer strategy, I will check with the local clergy and see if they've had any confessions or requests for assistance that would fall under what we're looking for. 
Um, Masuru's gonna turn to Alexi and be like, well, wait, oh, let's see, Alexi is a bard too, right? Yeah. Alexi's the other bard? Okay. <laughs> My brain just stopped working for a second. I had to make sure. When, when, when your brain <laughs> fucking control alt deletes out of what you're thinking. <laughs> so Masuru's gonna turn to Alexi and be like, well, let's say we go do some form of perform some form of performance. Draw a little bit of a crowd and then start asking some questions. Or we could just ask people if they uh, about a, a bright pink tiefling. Where's your sense of fun, Alexi? Asking the bard who's never had to work hard in his life. JK. JK. That's why I didn't ask where his sense of work was. There's I mean, <laughs> his sense of fun disappeared with Odwin. That's fair. Real. That's actually valid. <laughs> he was just like, we have a job. <laughs> he was just like, wait, once, once we get Odwin back, then I'll start being the fun friend. <laughs> Let's be honest, Alexi was never the fun friend. He's the one who like got tagged along while Odwin was dragging him to shit. And that's why his default no, no, pet no. name for Odwin is that idiot. No, 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 no. That is not actually the truth, but I don't got time to go into spoilers. Or, well, not really spoilers. It depends if, if he, they ever if, if they ever decide to share. So, Alexi can share that on his own time. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't have to talk about that, but whatever. All right. Well, I back mean, into it. Where's your sense of fun, Alexi? <laughs> we can have fun once. Uh, we can have fun once we finish the job we're here for. Ah, oh, fine. I'll follow your lead, my friend. And you see Titus just adjusts his goggles and goes, I guess I will follow the Warforged, since that is where my interest lies. As long as you remember to be... Oh god, what's the word I'm looking for? Respectful. Not quite, but we'll go with it. As long as you remember to be respectful to our friend Sensei. He, he no you... touch you is what you're saying. <laughs> he gives you some, uh, he gives you a bit of a bit of a, a weird smile that's a little bit uh, like almost like he almost sarcastic in nature. And, uh, and, and I guess this is where you guys are all dividing off. Uh, Sensei is going to have a parting word at Masudu. Uh, Masudu, I would not. Be too apprehensive. I do look forward to the chance of learning more of uh, Matissimus, as I uh, have not heard all that I am sure there is to offer on the subject. And I hope that you get more information as well, my friend. I just hope that he gives it to you with courtesy. That was the word I was looking for earlier, not respect, courtesy, but you know. I figured it out. They both work, yo. Yep. Bards and their words. Okay, so splitting up. We split the party, guys! Yep, and we're all gonna die. This is it. This is it. Yep. This, this is the end game, fam. This is the end of the wild chase. GG. JK. Okay, so D4, who's going first? Um, uh, I guess then... Hold up. Uh, everyone pick a number. Two. Three. One? 
What's the range? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Like, is, is this, Alexi, like, prices right? No, Alexi and Masuru are together, so you guys only need one le one number. Right, well, Masuru did say he would follow Alexi's lead, and Alexi said one, so we'll go with one. One, okay, Sensei, Sensei and Titus are two, and that means that Tegan and, Tegan and Haven are three. I just love how it's like, I'm going to roll a d4. Uh, what's the range? So I can pick something that's not between one and four. But Marcus, it's not out yet. We can talk about that some other time. Well, actually, we'll talk about that at the end of the session. Because uh, that is a thing that's going to be coming up. Yeah, I know. But here's the thing. It gives the release date for it. I know. That's what I said. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it after. Okay. Well, I mean, we're going to bring it up at the end of the session regardless, but I mean, like, well, yeah. so, like, it will be advertised and recorded, but, uh. Oh, yeah, and just so y'all guys know, have a, have a date, uh, have a date ready, because yeah. I got a convention for us soon. Oh, shit, well, uh, we'll, we'll also discuss that later, and we'll, actually, we'll discuss that, we are recording right now, we'll discuss that after the session, and that way next session we, we can, uh, we can go from there. Uh, we can, we can properly tell people where we're going to be at. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so I rolled a three. We're starting with Tegan and Haven as they head next door. And, uh, as, as soon as you guys are, are walking next door, uh, to the inn, you can see it a big sign overhead, uh, whereas there, the sign is hand-carved wooden piece that has a griffin around the, around the title, and it's, it, the, the inn's called The Griffin's Landing. Okay. So I guess we're just gonna start off by heading inside. Mm -hmm. As you guys, uh, as you guys head inside, uh, the uh, as you you head inside, you can see at the counter there is a um, there there's a man, uh, uh, not too young, maybe. Well, I mean, not too old either. Maybe maybe early thirties. He's he's a half elf sitting at the counter. He he's sort of uh, flipping through uh, flipping through a book, and then he he notices you guys come in the door as the, the bell overhead dings and uh, suddenly slams the book shut and straightens his posture and goes, "Welcome, welcome. Uh, it's nice to have customers. What can I do for you?" Just real quick, how does the room read? Like, is it just him in front of us, or is it like an open area with tables and people sitting around? It, there, this is an open area. This this is solely just an inn. It's not exactly a tavern. So you guys are you guys are basically in the lobby. You walk in. There's there's of course a, a couple of couches and like there's like maybe uh, off off to your off to your right. There's like uh, two couches and like a table, like a little waiting area. And then uh, you can see uh, the the counter at the far end of the room. And next to the counter, there's a staircase that, that uh, next to the counter on the left, there's a staircase that goes up that would obviously lead to the other rooms. And then um, just between where the, the couch is and that counter is, you could see that there's an entryway that goes off to the right that you would guess by the, the curtain hanging over it li likely leads to the kitchen. Okay. Well, I guess um, we'll start up by just walking up to the half hall. Okay. So, um, pretty much as I walk up to him, um, you know, good evening, sir. Um, I was wondering if you would be able to help me out in finding a uh, person to, 
I mean that that depends on the person. If uh, if they're coming through Braddock, they they either stayed here or they saved their or they stayed over at the Silver Tiara. So I, I mean it just honestly depends on factors like their bankroll or whether they live here. I don't know, I'm getting ahead of myself. What what who are you looking for? Let's start with the detail of have you seen anybody very pink recently? Uh, and this is where you can see it in his face. He starts sputtering a bit. Uh, pink. You, you you said pink. That's very specific. Why pink? I've taken a, a breath and I reach into my pouch and I pull out, let's say... 20 silver mm. um and i like slide it across the counter and it's like not necessarily you know something you should be concerned about but it's good intentions but do you roll or have me, you since you're using it as a bribe roll me persuasion with advantage which means you get to roll twice and take the higher number what is haven doing to this bribe He's actually, I got a sixteen. Sixteen. He uh he take he takes a silver and he scoops it off the table, making sure that no one's uh coming in behind you through the front windows and goes, uh the um very pink person is uh sort of been causing a little trouble around town. She's uh basically aiding and abetting a criminal of the kingdom, so uh the governor's sort of losing his shit. Do you know as to where this person may be located at? Or the area in which they may be found? Um, all over the place? She doesn't really stay in spot for very long, but, uh, uh, the captain of the guard is got every every entrance and exit out of the town watched, so it's not like she's made her way out of Braddock yet, so if you, uh, I mean, there's basically an angry mob wandering the streets at the moment, so you'll eventually hear some yelling and probably just follow it that way. But I don't, if you uh, need her alive, I don't think this is gonna do you much good. You know what? I'll take that information as is. I appreciate you. And Haven just looks at you, raises an eyebrow, and is like, is that, is that what we wanted? Is that what we needed? Why don't you ask him a question? Because I was told my questions aren't nice? Just ask him anyway. So this wild magic sorcerer, and you can see the, uh, you can see the, uh, the intaker almost, like, choke when he hears this. Because he's, he's, because you guys were talking around the subject until this moment, and, uh, Haven just came out and said it. What do we, what do you actually know about him? And uh the he begins to panic a bit as he looks around and goes, um I don't know if I should answer that question. So Tegan looks back at the the guy with like a, a grin he's like oh so you do know more <laughs> I mean 
It's sort of the talk of the town. If somebody in Lamastis has wild magic, it's kind of a big deal. Go on. Uh, and then he lowers his voice and leans over the counter a bit and goes, Honestly, I feel kind of bad. It's it's not like it's his fault, and he's just a kid. I don't know if you heard me. Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, so uh, it's like taking whispers, and who did you speak? Speaking of. Uh, and then he, he just sort of, uh, okay, you don't actually have to whisper, whisper to, you know, for the, the safety of my recording. Okay. Right. Well, Tegan whispers then, and who are you speaking of? <laughs> and he, he, um, he very softly goes, yeah, uh, some kid, his parents are like traitors or, or were, were, were trading from Creos came all the way across the sea and we're, we're heading on into we're heading on into to Alistus. I guess they were killed in some sort of accident. Kid's name is Mick? Milo? Something like that? Um, I don't really know. Don't really know the kid, but uh, apparently he's got wild magic. I got into a whole panic and basically turned one of the, the cobblestone streets into quicksand. <laughs> And under that, do you know where we by chance would be able to find McMiller? Or is he close by looking cool? I mean, last I, last I heard, he was with your uh, pink friend. Aven, do you have any other questions? I do not. Okay. Well... I will take out some more silver and just slide it over to the guy and thank him for his cooperation. And he nods and scoops it and he's and as you're leaving he's like, I didn't tell you anything. Of course, of course. Okay. So on the other side of this, who's next in this crazy chaotic Apparently we're counting down because now it is it is Sensei and Titus. Alrighty. As you, uh, as you, you, uh, you, you're very easy. It's very easy in this area to find one of the temples. There's a temple dedicated to the Pantheon, and uh, not not quite center town, but center town adjacent. Uh, it's it's a very large place it's it's very ornately built it does look like somebody somebody took a lot of artistic liberties to incorporate different styles into this building and um the you can see that the the, the skylight like there are glass glass skylight windows on this on the roof and uh as as you get close you see uh, uh a blonde haired gentleman in a soft robe with a, a hood over his head you can see the the bits of his is his hair it's it's about short, it's about to his collarbone hanging out and as as you as you uh he's basically he's he's handing he's handing out little little pieces of parchment to to, to towngoers and, interesting and as you get a little closer you actually can can hear what he's saying 
that um, he's he's basically trying to uh, convince people against the course of action that they've currently selected. Uh, as uh, he's go as he's going, are we real? I was like, are we truly going to go after someone for for their for something that is not remotely their fault? And he's just like, and he's he's basically crusading for the law against wild magic to be abolished. Really? Uh, a lot okay. of people are ignoring him, but every so often someone comes over and takes a pamphlet. Well, Sensei will walk up and, uh, uh, yeah, just walk right up and let the let his let Sensei's shadow just kind of imposingly uh, be cast on this guy, <laughs> Com- completely inadvertently, but but just walking up with a a real a nice bright blue uh, in the magical circuits. Uh, it takes him a second to notice you. He doesn't really notice at first until, like, the shadow's already over him. And then uh, the second he, like, turns to go, you see him just sputter and uh, jump a little bit. His shoulder's going up. He's like, oh, saints preserve me. As, as you sp- Greetings, citizen. I see you are happily at work here. And he, he looks over you just with with uh, just curiosity. He's like, yes, I am. All right. You're a... Um, you're something I've never seen before. Hello. This one is known as Sensei. Well, hello, Sensei. My name is Sebrin. I work here at the temple. Because you guys are going to make me spell it. Always. Always. Sebrin. I notice you are advocating for a peaceful resolution to a current issue. Perhaps you would like to expound on that for me? Well, I think it's absolutely monstrous that we're we're simply handing over anyone with wild magic to those vultures in Le Mans. You said Lamaz. Yeah, Lamaz is the uh, the actual name for the island where the Wilder's grave is. Okay, gotcha. Okay. And it was like we it, it who like we're, we're it's not even just adults. It's it's children. It doesn't even matter who they are, where they came from. No one can seem to understand that that wild magic isn't their fault. So, uh, does Sensei have an understanding of the very literal text of the law? Yes. Uh, The law is that that the uh, wild magic is considered a threat to the natural order and the safety of all civilized life. And uh, and anyone, anyone born with wild magic is sentenced to living their life in the Wilder's grave. So basically, they automatically get sent to Lamaz. Which is basically, so the island, uh, like, they, they go there, they live out the rest of their life, and they die there. It's basically exile. Yeah. Okay. Um, and in some, case, in some cases, depending on how dangerous their wild magic has gotten out of control, it's immediate execution. So it's exile or execution, but that's the letter of the law. That is, and it is, it is, 
I don't want. Yeah, I don't know if you want a history check to see if you have the relevant data to uh, to know where the law came from. I will absolutely history check that, even though I only have a plus one. <laughs> That'll be a fourteen. Okay, at fourteen. Yeah, no, it's it's not an uncommon thing. About a thousand years ago, because the uh, the Stalor Oracle Society basically lent their uh, their seers to different royal kingdoms. Um, their one of the Oracle Society laid a prophecy on the royal family that the royal house of Eclipse, the Casperin house, their uh, their the royal house of Eclipse would be destroyed by wild magic, and and Lamastus would be in ruins. So because of such a prophecy and that that at the time they were having so many troubles with wild magic, but this was this was actually 2000 years. Uh, yeah, this was actually mm, this is actually about 1500 years ago. Sorry, I had to recheck my notes. Uh, this is about 1500 years ago. They were advised that it would put the world in danger and uh, because of that and they had already seen so much wild magic and so much magic had been putting Lamastus at risk with their constant warring with Kyrie's. Uh, they they basically, t- with everything so far, they took this prophecy as gospel and enacted this law. And does Sensei know uh, King Janice's stance on this particular law? You haven't spoken with him enough to know. But he hasn't put out any declarations or in any like statements or guidance on dealing with those who... He have, has. Can... He has both... Historically, he has both flippantly ignored certain older laws that have quote-unquote been deemed tradition and he's actually abolished seven different laws that have been in existence for at least 3,000 years. That's really good to know. Without Um, counsel or regard for their origin. I I like King Janus more and more. But no, uh, what I mean specifically is orders to the troops if they were to encounter a wild magic user in the field if there are any any such declarations he, he's never he's never released any sort of dictation on it because okay. like it's it's also never it's never like a, a situation that sensei has encountered but janice has never released a dictation on it because like a, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of soldiers just think it's a it's a no-brainer this is the law the strictest letter of the law but no one has ever actually asked Janice his opinion on the matter for him to make a dictation. All right. Well, I know exactly how this is going to go then. Um, so Sensei is going to thoroughly read the pamphlet. Um, and uh, after reading it, uh, is going to go ahead and fold it up very nice and neatly and uh, put it away in his in since he's pack. Um, Sebrin. Oh, yes. It is the uh, stance of this kingdom that all voices are to be heard and respected. And I commend you for seeking the proper and peaceful way of expressing your views. Uh, this does, in fact, go against our current laws. And while speaking against this does not violate any of our laws, I would counsel you to just be careful as there are many that would not agree with your views. Uh, please take proper steps to ensure your safety and the safety of those who also follow your beliefs. Um, there is very limited what our 
guardsmen can do for you in a very short response time. And by the time they make it to you, it may be too late. So um, please do take due caution. That being said, I have come from the capital to investigate occurrences related to this very subject. Perhaps you may be of some assistance. And uh, you, you see the, the look of uh, surprise on his face. He goes, you, you, you want me to help? Um, I can totally help. And uh, out of the just past him with, with your passive perception, you can see uh, a, a priestess like stomping out of the temple towards you. And as she's as she's uh, raising her voice octave by octave, going Sebrin, as she grabs him by the back the back of his tunic, and he's and he he he, he, he before he can even see her, he can tell by tone of voice. He goes, "Oh, Sister Linnea, I didn't know that you were in the temple today." As uh, she's got she, of what you could see uh, from from her hood, she's got a uh, short reddish brown bangs and uh she doesn't look like she's any older than him and uh she's basically pulling him back she's like what did i tell you about handing out those pamphlets you're gonna get in trouble again uh sensei will uh speak up um and say greetings was it sister linnea i am known as sensei it is wonderful to meet you. And uh, she looks up and goes, Oh, I didn't think I'd ever get to see one of you. And uh, she releases uh, Sebrin and looks you, looks you over and goes, Wow, you, you guys are gigantic. My model was designed to be incredibly formidable. And uh, sturdily built. We are rather proud of this. I mean, I'm a cleric too, but I'm just tiny. She is <laughs> no taller. She's no taller than five feet, guys. She is probably uh, five foot exactly. <laughs> uh, what race? Uh, you can't really tell. Uh, she she may be she may be half something, considering as short as she is. Okay. Uh, well, Sensei will be a, uh, that strong, bright blue, um, and, uh, we'll continue speaking. Uh, please do not, um, chastise Sebrin overly much. Uh, he has caused no trouble for me and has broken no laws as I can see them, um, well, I have requested uh, his assistance. Perhaps you may be able to assist me as well. And she she frowns for a second and goes, Sabrin cannot assist you, as she glares at him. And he, he just gives her this pouty look for a second before she smacks her hands onto his cheek and goes, Oh yeah, who's the one who's still failing to, hand, to cast simple healing spells? If you don't get back in that temple and work on, and work on your scriptures, both of us are getting in trouble. And he, he sort of, like, slumps his shoulders defeated. And uh, she looks at you and goes, I can quite possibly help you. Sebrin has a lot of stuff to do. 
Very well. Sebrin, it would do you well to listen to those who have authority over you. If I get the chance to speak with you again, I hope that you'll have uh, made progress in your tasks. And uh, she basically, he looks like he's about to object, and she grabs him by the back of his tunic again, uses the force of it to spin him around, and then kick him in the butt towards, towards the temple. This tiny little cleric doing all of this is a sight to see in my imagination. And she turns and looks and goes, looks at you and goes, uh, now, what was it you needed help with? I have come from the capital on official business of the king. I have come to investigate occurrences of wild magic taking place. I have been told that there have been some occurrences that have taken place in this town, and I would like to investigate it further to seek out the source. Uh, the source is some kid, though the governor has basically organized a... Mm, there's no way around it, just to call it an angry mob. They're all looking for the kid, and... So your best bet would probably be the governor, but or maybe the guard captain. I don't know. Either way, if they find him first, you there's no chance that that uh, that you'll get to talk to them. Has this mob been formed as of yet, or is it still being marshaled? Oh, it's it's three days in the making. They're they're already circling the streets like vultures. <sighs> That's why that Sebrin's out here preaching instead of studying. That is unfortunate. If the mob has already taken form, there is little even the governor or the guard captain would be able to do in order to stay their uh, zealous nature. It would take more direct confrontation usually to break up this kind of gathering. I mean... Not necessarily true, considering the governor's leading the mob. I'm sorry. Um, just to ensure I did not understand you. The government official, the governor who is over this town, is leading a lawless mob. I wouldn't say lawless. Mm, you would have to actually see what's going on to really understand it. He's basically conscripted the townsfolk into helping the guard track down the source of wild magic. Okay, shame. By uh, the letter of the law, can the governor actually do that in a time of war? There's no law against it. Okay. It just sort of seems like a uh, hindsight 2020 situation. <sighs> Gotta love a gray area and throw a robot into the mix of it. Okay, so uh, Sensei is do, 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 do. very well. Where can I find the governor? I would speak to him and hopefully bring reason and sense to this whole ordeal. I mean, Town Square would probably be probably be your best bet. The town hall. I mean, it's literally just about two streets over anyway. 
If I may request your assistance with this task as well, it may do well to have a friendly face that would introduce, um, as well as to help calm the crowd. I take it you are trained in dealing with such matters? Yes and no. I mean, the governor, if he sees me, is not going to calm down. I've actually told him to his face how bad he is at his job, so probably better if I'm not there. Um, if you can get maybe the guard captain or the governor's daughter on your side, you might have a better chance. Would I find the governor's daughter at the domicile? Oh yeah, governor's. Uh, oh yeah, the governor's estate is is up to the north. So, if you go that way, and she points, uh, she points basically to the right from where you guys are standing outside the temple. She's like, if you go up that way, can't really miss it. And the in case I am unable to convince or locate her, where would the guard captain be located in this town? Ugh, all over the place. There's no doubt that she probably already knows you're here, considering. And she motions to all of you. Uh, wait, I thought it was just Sensei and Titus. No, she, like, motions to the fact that you are a giant warforged. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, the guard Not all of you as in the many of us, all of you as in all of you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I did not catch that. That's 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 on me. Yeah, the the guards tell the the captain everything. So, I have no doubt that she's already aware you're here. Then perhaps a strategy of two birds with one stone. I will make my presence known that I wish to see the guard captain while also making my way to the governor's domicile to speak with the daughter. All right. Um, thank you very much for your help, and I will uh, hopefully be able to speak with you again on much more better circumstances. Good day. And she, she smiles, and she goes, yeah, well, I mean, I'll still be here. I have to go make sure that Seabrin's actually stud studying. And she gives you a, a, a little quick bow and goes, have a blessed day, as she stomps <laughs> back into the temple. Uh... So, uh, Sensei is going to uh, turn to Titus and uh, say, I do apologize, sir. The next chain of events is going to be rather rushed and hasty. Uh, if you wish to keep up, uh, please do, but I will be unable to stop. And, and then Titus is, uh, waves a hand and just like kind of waving you off and going, oh, no, I'm just I'm just observing. I mean. Carry on about your business. I was told that I would understand by watching, so here I am, watching. And before you head off to do what you were doing, let's go ahead and uh, pan over to our, our third party, uh, Masuru and Alexi. Bard bros. God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, alrighty. So... All I've got to do is go to uh, uh, center of town and start you and start investigation and start asking people around about the pink tiefling. Okay, uh, let's fucking let's do this. Uh, Pat, what's your passive perceptions? Passive perception is fifteen. Uh, mine is eleven. Okay, not too bad. 
a lot of these people seem sort of uncomfortable with the uh, arrival of your pres of the just of your presence like immediately. Uh, go ahead and roll me some. Uh, hmm, actually, you could ask just about anybody. Roll me investigation check. All right, investigation. With investigation, it's going to be. Actually, no, I take it back. Insight. <laughs> Roll you insight. Okay. Rolling you insight will make you... I got a uh, 22. Well, she beat me. I got an 18. Well, that's not bad. They both passed. So the, the insight was to, uh, I mean, looking at the townspeople, see who would be most likely to give you to give you information. There's a, there's a woman who's, uh, who's basically cleaning up a stall that, that looks like the stall has been here for a long time. But it uh, it sells flowers, uh, so she as far as the, the being in the town square, she would uh, she would more more than anything likely know the comings and goings of everything going on. So as this woman is basically sweeping some some stray leaves and flower petals out from in front of her her shop, she sees she clocks the two of you walking towards her. She she's a dwarven woman. She's a uh, she's a uh, just sweeping her her way around, and then uh, she looks up and goes. Can I help you? Hello, madam. How are you doing today? Would be better, but, you know, it's not a day for business, so all I can really do is clean up. Masura's gonna take a quick look at her flowers, um, and then just kind of pick up the prettiest one, and be like, how much would this one be? Oh my god, pretty flowers is objective. Pretty flowers! Uh, Just, like, the biggest, most colorful flower that she has. Okay. And she was like, that depends. Do you want Do you want a potted plant? Do you want a bouquet? Or do you want just the flower? Well, you see, I assume people buy flowers from you a lot, but I would also then assume that that means not many people are gifting them to you. Ultimately, the question, my dear, is what you would prefer, as this is intended to be a gift for you. Roll me persuasion. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. She's not a furry. I got a three. Uh. She, uh, she kind of gives you a skeptical look and goes, Oh yes, like I haven't been flattered before. Just take the stupid flower. And she turns around and goes back to sweeping. My apologies, ma'am. I was trying to set up some form of rapport before I asked you my actual question. Um, but I understand that I am not always everybody's cup of tea. Uh, <laughs> so I was trying to flatter you to begin with. However, if I do take this flower, I would very much so at least like to pay you for it. Well, the flower is five copper, and... I don't really need any flattery, so ask your questions. Uh, Masuru's gonna pull out a silver. I don't have any copper pieces. Um, and set the silver down for her. And I'll be like, my friends and I are in town, um, looking for somebody. Uh, we were wondering if maybe you might have seen them. She's very pink. And she sort of snorts and goes, Oop, shouldn't be asking about that. Why not? Because the whole town's riled up over it. So she's not hiding herself very well, then. 
Oh, she's hiding pretty well, but when she does show up, uh, causes a ruckus. What exactly has she been doing? If you don't mind. Townspeople are trying to find the source of the wild magic, and she's done everything in her, her power to impede them. Which is a lot. Nobody's been rightfully hurt, but let's just say that everyone is in a frenzy. How long has she been causing a ruckus? Um, two weeks now. Does there tend to be any area that she's spotted more often than others? Not that I can say. Alexa, you gonna help me out here? <laughs> no, I'm just gonna see how you're going with all this. Alright, thanks, bud. Um... Uh, 10 out of 10. <laughs> see, this is my fun. See, you squirm. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, bud. Found your sense of fun, I guess. Uh, uh, I always had my sense of fun. Just not around you. <laughs> okay, we're not bored, bros. I'm heartbroken, but okay. I understand. <laughs> Um, you know it keeps using bard bros. I don't know why. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Okay, I'm trying to make this an institution. <laughs> and the uh, the the dwarf is just like, if the two of you are done, I know that I do technically have free time right now, but not for this. Uh, sincerest apologies. Um, is there anything that you might be able to tell me that would help me find my friend and get her out of your hair? <laughs> Well, if she's a friend of yours, then you're in, uh, she's in a heap of trouble. Wouldn't really know too much on how to find her, but, uh, if the guard captain or the governor find her first, uh, you might be too late. Okay, well, thank you very much for speaking with us, and I apologize again for the first impression that I made. I not, hope you have a lovely really day. Not really making a great second impression either. <laughs> Oof. Could you imagine Alexa trying to stifle laughter right now? Oh no, I'm just smirking the entire time. I apologize, ma'am. I will be on my way. As you... All right. you, you, you done? I'm done. You done? All right. I'm done. All right. Now, Shay. That was I so funny. I'm going to talk to her. Okay. And I'm going to ask, ask the questions this time around. When I will make... You want me to make a diplomacy or anything? Okay, what are you saying first? And then we will. I will dictate. Well, uh, I was going to tell, uh, say, all right, since she, uh, Masaru, uh, since my friend here is done talking and honestly eating her own, uh, eating his own words and everything, I'm going to uh, just go flat out and say that we're here on uh, on the behalf of the king, and we want to make sure that we uh, solve this uh, this problem quick and efficient. So, if you have any information, any of where this uh, where the pink uh, tiefling is. That would be much appreciated so that we can uh, get all this trouble and stuff done and your town can go back to uh, your, uh, your city, uh, town can go back to normal. Uh, roll me persuasion. 
Alrighty. That will be a 17. Okay. She looks you over for a bit, looks at Masuru, who's crestfallen off to the side, and looks at you again, and then sighs, sets the broom down, and is just like, all right, walks over behind behind her stand, pulls out a little sign that says closed for the day, puts it, uh, or, uh, yeah, closed for the day, puts it on the on the desk, or puts it on the counter, and then removes her apron, tosses it behind the, ca- behind the stand, and goes, follow me. I'll start to follow. I will also follow, but at a respectful distance. <laughs> and as uh, as as you guys are walking, she she basically goes straight up to the the north of the the town square, and uh, in a in a little bit, uh, your path manages to intersect with uh w- intersect with Sensei as he's leaving the temple. <laughs> all right and... uh I, I could tell you this um he him leaving the temple will be in grand fashion because after sensei tells titus that this is going to be a very hasty thing sensei is going to start full-on sprinting in robot fashion towards the governor's estate so yeah, this is gonna be great. So as you guys come to uh, the, come to the so we just so, so we just you come, say booking guys, it, guys. Like as you come to the intersection, you hear a loud stomping, trudging noise, and just as you guys are coming to the in- intersection, you see, uh, you see Sensei blitzing past you uh, to the left. Sensei. So since since they're doing that Saitama run. He's just, no, <laughs> he's not Rosa running. Arm is out behind him, leaning into it. He's he's not even running that fast. Like, or he, I mean, he's not running. Like, he's running pretty fast, but he's not running super fast. And uh, basically, as you can see, that Titus is jogging behind him, and he stops when he spots you guys and just does a little wave. Does Sensei stop? Oh no, no, no. Sensei, Sensei's going for it. No. And he's just like. Hello. <laughs> and then he quickly starts jogging after Sensei. And the, the dwarven woman stops, turns and looks at Alexi and goes, that a friend of yours? Yeah, that is a friend of ours. <laughs> and uh, as you guys are stuck here, flabbergasted for a second, you see Tegan and Haven coming up from the street where... Uh, where in the direction that the sensei just came sprinting from, and as Haven sees you guys, he's like, "Did you guys see that?" It would have been hard to miss. Yep, it would have. So as as the party is semi back together, as Haven and Tegan rejoin Masuru and Alexei. Do you know? <sighs> oh, oh, see, so like. Are we far enough towards the governor's mansion that we can tell that's where Sensei is going? Not no. Or is he just running through town to us? He's running. He's he literally sprinted past everybody. Got it. Does anyone know where he's going? I would say that's a hard question to answer, seeing that none of us were with him. Yeah. And Haven's just like, yeah, and you let the and you like and you let the old sea man follow him. 
I mean, did we let him follow him, or was he just doing what he really wanted to do? And Haven looks at you and goes, you know I could have stopped him. Yeah, I never said that. I never and in said that case, you. my friend, I think that means you let him follow him. I wasn't told to stop him. Every time I offer, I get yelled at. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, and and let, let, let's just make sure. How were you planning on stopping him? Dagger to yeah. the ankle. Yeah, that's what I thought. Now, <laughs> at least it wouldn't kill him. That's besides the point. Yeah, Haven is basically averting his gaze. He's like looking <laughs> off to the left, away from everybody. Well, I would chase after our metallic friend, but we are quite literally following a lead at the moment. The dwarven woman's basically tapping her foot as she's looking at you guys. Apologies for the delay, ma'am. Yep, sorry about that. Let's just go, because we are taking up your time. As uh, as you guys are are walking, uh, you guys end up, you know, like two streets over uh, at, at the town hall. And um, you can see there's a plethora of guards running, walking in and out. But uh, a lot of the guards, uh, they they see uh, they see, they see the dwarven woman like walking ahead of you, and a lot of them will stop and greet her. And they're like, "Hello, Miss Lorna." And they're as as they're as she's going past, she's like waving. And it seems I must once again offer you my apologies. I just realized we were rude enough not to even ask your name. Well, you're strangers here, so it's not like it's relevant. And as she she steps in, as you guys get into the town hall, you can see where this is split into off to the left. There's obviously where the the governor's arrangements. You can see where the the staircase leads off to his office and everything. And then off to the right, you can see what uh, seems to be uh, a a guards posting. There there's a board for available jobs. There's several desks, and you can see a number of guards doing paperwork. And there's a, a deck, a desk far off to a off to the back, where there's a woman seated as she's going over the paperwork in front of her. Uh, and uh, as as Lorna's drawing more and more attention, uh, she looks up, and you you see this this woman as she steps from behind the desk is also a dwarf. Uh, she she's got uh, brown hair and in, in a tight bun, and she's wearing full armor. As she looks over, uh, as she looks over at the uh, at Lorna, who's with you, and go, and then her her, you could see the smile basically disintegrate off of her face the second she spots you guys, as it, her expression settles into a scowl. As uh, as she goes, well, what have you brought me? And Lorna, and Lorna motions and she goes, apparently they're here by the order of the king looking to deal with the wild magic situation. And the uh, the guard captain clears her throat and goes, uh, goes, right. And then as she clears her throat, she goes, <clears throat> I'm Captain Drusilla Fallhammer. I am in charge of the security and safety of the citizens of Braddock. What can I, te- what can I help you with? Well, well, Miss Fallhammer, if you you have any information of where we could find uh find a uh the tiefling, that would be much appreciated, so that we can get all this settled uh settled with as quick as uh, quick and efficient as possible. Well, I see. Considering you've convinced my wife to walk you to my office, you are in the 
presumption that I'm that I plan on helping you. Presumption may not quite be the right word. More of the hope. I see. I had expected envoys from the king to look entitled, not incompetent, but here we are. You did say your name was Captain Fallhammer? Insulting us might not be the best way to have us make a nice report to the king. Oh, you better roll me intimidate. Roll me some intimidation, yo. <laughs> 23. What? Did I, I roll? You rolled a, you rolled a 23. She's a bard. Of yeah, but here's be my high. thing. She rolled just... a 23, and it wasn't high enough. No! As she, Our... as she has now fully rounded the desk, with a, and this is almost unsettling, with a smile, she grabs a hold of your bandolier and pulls you down so that you are close enough to her face and goes, I wouldn't recommend threatening me. I seem to just not be starting off well with either of you ladies today. Apologies. Um, we are quite new to the envoy business. We've right, never done this before, so we are a little uncertain of what exactly our authority is, but we know exactly what our mission is. And we do need to find this tiefling. R roll me persuasion. Let let's see. God fucking damn. <laughs> Nat 20? Whoa, okay. Uh, as as she's, uh, she's already infuriated by, uh, by the situation, she goes to open her mouth, and you hear Lorna sigh as she walks over and just smacks uh, your bandolier out of Jacilla's hand. And she goes, honestly, Cece, you're being ridiculous. Be she was like, help these, these poor... These poor city folks, so we can get back to our daily lives. Well, she's not wrong about city folks. I I'll give her that. <laughs> and the the captain sort of just sighs and goes, "All right, I guess that we might be able to come to some agreement." And uh, she looks off to uh, she looks off to a. Uh, uh, a human who's who's sitting not too far from her and goes, Lieutenant, you're in charge. I want full reports on any changes when I get back. And he nods and goes, yes, ma'am. As she begins walking out of the town hall. I'm going to do a quick bow to... Her name was Lorna. Yeah. Right? Right. yeah. I'm going to do a quick bow to Lorna and be like, thank you again. It's fine. She just has issues when it comes to ro to royal proclamation. So, if you guys actually do want to purchase any flowers, do come by my stand again. And she gives a little wave as as Drusilla is not waiting for you guys as she leaves. Alrighty. <laughs> Gotta follow after Drusilla. Yeah, I follow after Drusilla. <laughs> as uh, as she's uh, she's leaving. Uh, and she's she's leaving the office, and she actually 
She waits a little bit before she says anything. It is sort of awkward. Uh, as she's as frigid as she's being. And she's, she explains, Well, we are heading towards the governor's estate because if we can speak with him without a plethora of townsfolk around, he might be more willing to listen rather than being an idiot. Always a good thing. Masuru's just going to be, like, nodding attentively. I'm scared to talk around these ladies now. <laughs> uh, apparently, the things we have learned is that Masuru does not generate rapport well with dwarven women. Yup. I'm a giant cat, okay? People are supposed to like me. <laughs> <laughs> people like me. <laughs> apparently, dwarves are dog or dwarves are dog people, so. Apparently. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, that 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 checks out. <laughs> anyway, meanwhile, Sensei is sprinting full speed towards the estate, and absolutely, you you cut. There are there are guards stationed at this gate as you're sprinting, but it's within view now. Uh, so Sensei will bring up uh, their right hand, do the clankety clank, and. Uh, have it produce, like, retract, and then produce the uh, the copy of the king's seal that he did when we got that uh, that order. Uh, he's going to present it in front as they're uh, running at the gate and uh, yell out, Make way in name of the king. I seek an emergency conference with the governor and the governor's daughter, should they be present. As you're running full speed at this gate, they're they're like they're like, hey, you better stop right there. And even as you're yelling, and uh, the second you get uh, you get close to this gate, make me a wisdom save. Okay. That's gonna be a twenty six. As you. You feel a, a a sort of surge of magic as you slam through these gates. <laughs> there was definitely some enchantment on this gate, and you just broke it. Are, are you slowing pace at all? Nope, straight to the front door. Okay, are you? There's like there are guards in front of the front door too. Repeating the the statement. Make are you, way. Are you gonna bash through the doors? You put a robot in a gray space with an urgent situation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Sensei again is going to repeat. Make way. Make way in name of the king. I seek an emergency conference with the governor and the governor's daughter at once. And uh, still going full speed. Okay, uh, as you slam through the doors, uh, are you stopping when you get in the building? No, nobody's nobody's looking at the symbol he's, that Sensei's holding in front of themselves, are they? Uh, none of them are actually able to see it. You're fucking sprinting. <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of looks this like some crazy-ass robots <laughs> attacking the governor's estate. This is fantastic. That remember what I said: two birds with one stone. 
All right. So since it's going to crash through the front doors. And, uh, okay. So once Sensei's in the main hall, uh, what does it look like? Have the, you the, stopped running? Well, got to know where to run to next in the foyer. So when you get in the, when you get in the foyer, so, uh, there is, of course, there's, there is a door off to the center, but there is, uh, there's a hallway leading off right and a hallway leading off left. And uh, even though that door is off to the center, there are two staircases that lead upstairs on either side of that doorway. Uh, this is where having any sort of social sense would come in handy, but Sensei doesn't have any experience in this subject. Uh, well, dumb robot time. Uh, straightforward, I guess. As you slam, you're, you're, are you still sprinting? <laughs> still still yelling uh, and still sprinting. So, yeah, straightforward and, and seeing what's what's behind door number one. As you burst in, you get about maybe 20 feet in before you realize you're in the middle of a ballroom. Uh, sensei will look around. Does Sensei see anybody? Not right now, no. But when Sense you, Sensei my... will turn around and go back then. As soon as you turn around... Uh, an arrow suddenly hits a, the ground in front of you, and there's a flicker of orange magic. As standing in the doorway is is a uh, is a fall Aladrin, and he looks furious. He's wearing town guard armor, but you could tell by the, the the next arrow that's ready that he is literally pointing this dead center at your head. And uh, he, he's got maybe like. Like very very short, it's like shaved off off on the off on the left on the right side, and it's hanging downwards. And you can see uh, you could see quest uh, sequestered uh, that uh, his his right ear has maintained some sort of damage. And uh, though the look in his eyes, you could see that charged uh, orange energy as his color scheme just between his his hair and his skin is a mix of brown and bright orange. As uh, he's looking at you, and uh, with as threatening as can be, is first shot was a warning. Take another step, and you're gonna find yourself deactivated. Yeah, uh, Sensei is basically turning around, um, getting ready to sprint back into the foyer, uh, and. Um, Again, holding up the symbol of the king, going to repeat himself again, but he's going to phrase it a little bit differently this time. Uh, make way. I come in name of the king. I have an emergency. I need a, to have an emergency conference with the governor and the governor's daughter. Do not impede my progress. If you could point me in the proper direction, I will go there expeditiously. Uh, if anything, this has made him even more cautious. As the you can see the the grip on his on on his on the arrow tighten as he goes. All right, present your formal paperwork. So Sensei is going to look at the Eladrin look at the symbol that Sensei's presenting, then look at the Eladrin and then look back at the symbol and be very confused and state, this is the royal crest. I have this on the authority of the king. 
this is the authority of the king. The authority of the king usually comes in the form of paperwork. And if you ain't got no papers, you're not seeing the governor. And as as this is happening, Titus is basically jogging up behind behind him out of breath and is like, you can it's it's oh, oh my god. Uh, oof. And he hasn't turned to look at this guy as uh these atten- the Elagian's attention is focused on you, and he goes, If, um, if you could stop for a second. Whew! Oh, out of breath, he runs so fast. They run so fast, I didn't know they could move this fast. Um, our, um, their, 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 um, companions has the, has the, the papers, I think? Is that right? If you are referring to the directions and authorities that were written down for us, then yes, Alexi has the copy of those. But the authority is based on the crest which I bear. Now please, out of the way so that I may speak and hold conference with the governor and the governor's daughter. The royal crest can be copied off of just about anywhere, you know. They'd sell it on banners every festival day. It cannot be copied in its exact... Sorry. In its exact properties. If you will simply observe it, you will see that it bears complete and total authenticity down to even its magical properties. Yes, but it properties. doesn't warrant your actions intruding upon the governor's private property. Slamming According- the gates, not only causing damage to, to an enchanted gate, which will have to recommission, but damaging the, the doors of the governor's estate. You might be able to arrange a meeting, but even that requires proper channels. And you see a, a stone on his belt suddenly glow. And he releases the, uh, he, he releases, he basically relaxes his hold on the, on the bow and arrow. And, uh, as he, he puts the arrow away, he picks up the stone. And, uh, as he speaks into it for a second, he goes, are you certain? Fine. And he replaces it. And then with a quick twirl, the, uh, the bow is back over his shoulder and he goes, follow me. So, uh, Sensei is going to um, seem completely like like doesn't really understand that they didn't actually get what they wanted because they asked, but is still going to be happy nonetheless. You know, like as if that their tactic absolutely worked there, and uh, we'll go ahead and follow the Aladrin back into the foyer. And you can hear, uh, you can hear angry female yelling as, uh, Drusilla is walking through the gates and shouting, What in the name of all things holy happened here? Because the rest of you guys are seeing the damage that Sensei has caused. Hello? Hello? I have nothing to say right now. This is great. I loved every moment of this. As you guys are, as he leads you out of the, uh, out of the, uh, the ballroom, and as, as you are waiting upon, uh, as he stops for a second, waits for Drusilla and the rest to, uh, enter the, uh, the domicile. Does, 
Uh, just a question. Uh, does Drusilla hold any rank or an, like insignia of, of her rank on her uniform? Uh, very much, yes. You can see that she's the captain. All right. So uh, Sensei, upon noticing that, once uh, they've rendezvoused in the foyer, will speak up very chippily. And you can, just so you know, because even though she's wearing a chest plate, chest plate you can see the, the lapel, lapels of her undershirt. Basically, there is a uh, lapel pin that uh, captains, it will show rank from sergeant, lieutenant, and captain as far as town guards are ranked. Uh, and uh, sergeant has a single, their little blades. Uh, it's, uh, and then they're basically barred stacked, up, stacked on each other. So a sergeant has one. And then, you know, of course, the, uh, the smaller rankings in between. Sergeant has one, lieutenant has two, and then the captain has three. Fantastic. Uh, so Sensei, very chippily, very very happily, uh, as much as a robot can sound, but very pleased with themselves. Ah, fantastic. Captain, you have rendezvoused with us as well. Your presence was the next uh, for myself to acquire. I am known as Sensei. I seek an emergency conference with the governor, the governor's daughter, and... Uh, most graciously, if I was able to locate you with you as well in attendance, we have an emergency matter to discuss. And, and she, I she holds up a hand as, as if she wants you to stop talking and says, yes, yes, I've already been informed by the rest of your compatriots. If you would follow me. And she exchanges a look with the Eladrin as, as she rolls her eyes and they, they both start walking up the stairs. Sensei's just gonna look at no Sensei. Masuru's gonna look at Sensei and be like, "What exactly did you do?" Uh, Sensei is going to follow behind them, but uh, respond to Masuru. This one has accomplished their task. Fair enough. As uh, as you guys are, are led down a handful of hallways, you you hear you hear noise coming from down this uh, down this hallway off to the left upstairs, and um, as you guys come to a set of double doors, uh, the sound is getting louder as you get closer. Uh, you do sort of hear metal against metal, and as the uh, the doors open, you begin to see that this is this is it definitely a training room. It looks like it w it would have been some sort of uh, some sort of lounge or something but it's been very obviously repurposed and there is a a woman in there and as you walk in there are several soldiers who are in the middle of getting their ass kicked as um as the the last one sort of tumbles on the ground as 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 the eladrin opens the door and uh this woman she's uh like i mean she's an average height she's like five six uh she's a uh, tan skin short bobbish brown hair uh and she she uh she looks over at the group of you uh her her she's very obviously wearing very was wearing nice clothes but it's just a a, a shirt pants boots her sleeves are, are rolled up to her elbows and she's got a rapier in one hand and she walks over to one of one of the stools and pulls it picks up a, a towel and begins to dab the side of her neck as she watches you all walk in and she she looks at the uh Eladrin and goes Ah, thank you, Brandis. I know that it was asking a lot, considering your job, but I was actually quite curious. And Drusilla just sort of rolls her eyes again as she steps off to the side. And uh, the uh, 
the the girl uh she she uh she's the uh she basically just she's her rapier and uh as she sits down on the stool and tossing the towel over her shoulder and goes welcome welcome come in my uh strange guests can we take a break i just heard screaming in my living room <laughs> that was gonna be an odd moment to take a break but yeah sure let's uh let's take a quick uh five minute break guys and we're back. It's going to seem like we didn't go anywhere because, like, obviously, editing. <laughs> we don't have any commercials or no nonsense. So back to where we were. So Sensei is going to step forward. Um, now, I understand that this lady was just in the process of kicking ass, but um, uh, Sensei doesn't have enough experience with it. Never mind. Uh, so Sensei will just step forward and introduce themselves. Uh, this one is known as Sensei, the special envoy, non-denominational, spiritually encouraging individual. I have been tasked by the king to investigate occurrences of wild magic. May I ask your name and designation? And she just kind of snickers and goes, Ooh, fancy. My name is Michelle Candemir. I am Governor Victor Candemir's daughter, and I imagine someone who would be very useful for you to know. Uh, Sensei will give a very respectful, not as deep of a bow that he would give the royalty, but definitely a very respectful bow. Miss um, Candemir, it is my understanding that you are one who has the ear of the governor and would help to bring sense and reason to the current situation. I respectfully request your assistance in speaking with the governor to bring a peaceful solution and resolution to what basically is turning into, candidly, a witch hunt. Hmm, that's an understandable request if I had any interest. I will say, though, you did pique my interest when I heard you had entered town, so I wanted to see you all for myself. My father is an interesting man, and by that, I mean he's interestingly bad at doing his job. He really thinks by scapegoating some wild magic sorcerer he can distract the rest of the town from all of the problems that have occurred while he's been governor. Honestly... I had, thanks to the stupid war, I had to come home from my studies in Adrenus early. So I've spent the most of my time bored out of my mind. This is the most interesting thing to have happened in several years. So, Sensei is going to turn, uh, the magical circuits are going to turn yellow. Do you mean to insinuate incompetence? Or corruption, miss? Hmm. I don't know about corruption, but uh, incompetence sounds about right. Sensei will go back to blue. Ah, well then, uh, we may be of some assistance in that regard. Um, perhaps we may be able to help each other, and we may negotiate on those terms. I mean... That honestly really depends. 
I only really involve myself if I find anything interesting going on. My father, despite his level of stupidity, is still someone who I hold very dearly to my heart, and would, if things will turn violent, I will definitely try to kill you the first chance that I get. However, I could be swayed. And she, uh, she looks over the group of you, and then her, her eyes sort of settle on Tegan, and she goes, as she, as she nods her head, looking down at, at Tegan's rapier, and goes, that's a nice piece of metal. And Tegan looks back there, and, like, slowly pulls his cloak around it, saying, well, yes, it is. <laughs> I don't suppose you know how to use it. Would you take a bet on that? Oh, I just might. It's kind of what I had in mind. Let's let's make a wager. We'll have a little duel, so, sword to sword. First to five hits wins. If you win, I will help you in talking down my father. And if I win, hmm, you have to do a favor for me. Deal. And uh, the the Aladrin looks at you and goes, <sighs> I genuinely feel sorry for you. Might I hold on to your coat and pack while you're ready for this unnecessary duel? Well, yes, please. And take him more. Unclaps his cloak, hand it over. Um... During this time of him doing so, um, mind you, the party hasn't seen this yet, but going down his back from the lower part of his neck to about his waist area is two points that look like scars consistently going down about two inches. So you're saying that the the, 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 the blouse, the tunic that, that, uh, that, uh, Tegan is wearing is is sheer enough in the back that you can see these scars. No, he's oh. saying it's backless. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, Tegan also wears like leather armor from time to time, so it's yeah. Not, like, but yeah, no, you took off your leather armor stuff. when you guys were fighting. <sighs> were fighting the uh, the uh, dragon soldiers. You just never put it back on because the, the mage armor was stronger at that time. True. True. Ah, okay. Well, this is this is a this is an interesting fact to learn. Uh, um, Jay. So, quick question: uh, Can uh, Sensei go ahead and check to see if she is being affected by any magical energies, any enchantments or spells that might be bolstering her her you know her abilities? Um. Are you detect magic or are you rolling arcana? Is that what hap- which is which is happening? Um, I I could do either or. It's just up to you. Pick one. Detect magic. I'm pretty much gonna give it to you. Detect magic. Okay. Uh, we will do detect magic then. Okay. She's not currently being aided or bolstered in any way, shape, or form, but she she does possess magic. You you can definitely tell by looking at her that she is brimming with magical skill. Not that she's currently using it. 
Okie dokie. So, uh, I guess we're rolling initiative, friends. This duel is a, this bout is about to begin. Not All that, of us not, are not just for the rest of you. Just take. Okay. It. I was gonna say like, I'll do it, but I don't understand why. <laughs> if if Sensei was a little less lawful, there'd be so many enchantments he'd be putting on taken right now. Party conspiration. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just whispers it in the background. You can do it. Anyway, uh, what'd you roll, Shane? I rolled a 19. Okay, so Tegan's going first. Alright, and... Alright, in the order of operations. So, uh, as, as you, you two, like, take places across from each other, and, uh, the, the Eladrin seems to be refereeing as he's set uh he's set Tegan's things down on a table off to the side and uh as soon as he holds a hand and then he just begin as the uh Tegan's the first to to basically lunge forward what uh what are you doing buddy I mean this just is attack. yeah we're just rolling we're just it's, we're, yeah we're rolling back and forth to attack so go ahead roll let's see if you hit table it landed flat. Can I count it? Mm. Or would you have me roll it on the table again? I mean, it's fine. I don't really give a shit. Not 20. Oh, that's why you asked? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, Alright. Starting off strong. So, Tegan, uh, roll me damage. And remember, uh, this will be the only time since it's been a while. It'll be the only time I reminded you. Your your saber your uh your rapier is reinforced with blue steel. Yeah, let me get the right dice real quick. So that doubles the uh, that random elemental damage as well, doesn't it? Damage, I got a twelve. I rolled a six with a plus six in it. Okay, and then, uh, roll me, uh, oh my god, do I have to pull, like, the, the, the dance, okay, you're fine, roll me, roll me a d8. Real quick. Four. Okay. So, a four, you're gonna be doing... Oh my god, do I have to bring this up? Where you be, uh, random, not-so-random table of, of damage. It's fine, guys. So, four, it's gonna be force damage. Did you already roll your, your, your die for force damage? Or I did the fir first die, which I rolled a six, okay. and then I get a plus six on that, so it's twelve. Okay. And then so, I rolled a four. Okay, just, just making sure. Uh... So as as you you lunge forward uh, with un with unexpected gusto, and manage to cl to clip her shoulder, uh, and because of the the force uh, the force uh, damage when you hit her, she's not really able to parry it as it just slides across her, her rapier, hitting her in the shoulder, and uh, she manages to push you back, and she goes, "Oh, that's interesting." That was thirty two damage with a crit. Nicely done, Tegan. 
And then she smiles and she goes, I see. You're using blue steel. Want to know a secret? I might not have the fancy materials you do, but I can do that too. Show me, as he says with a smile. She rolled a 22, my friend. I'm assuming that's hitting. Can I just claim it's a miss? <laughs> <laughs> it's a hit. As she, as she, she steps back and uh, steps back so the uh, the rapier leaves where it, uh, your rapier leaves where it's plunged into her shoulder. Uh, and uh, as she as she steps back, she spins. And as you you see, uh, her fingers go across the edge of the blade and generate just shards of ice as she swings to strike at you. And let's see what we're doing for the damage. You're taking 11 damage. Okay. She manages to, to get you in the arm. Okay. Okay, let's see. Mal, you're not muted. Mal, you're not muted. Did you step away during a recording, my friend? That is so unprofessional. <laughs> okay, uh, we got we got one and one. So one hit to one hit. It's Tegan's turn again. All right. Sorry for that. A 16 on hit. 16. Oh, wait, no. 21 with the plus 5. Okay, no, that hits. Now, we, you did not mute yourself when you stepped away. You absolute fool. I think he's too far away to realize. Oh, What's up? Yeah, you didn't that, mute yourself when you stepped away. We heard you and Merle yelling. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so yes, taken that hits. Okay, so on damage, I got an 8, so plus 6, that's 14. Okay, uh, roll a d8 to determine damage type. 8. Uh, that's thunder damage. Okie dokie. And so that's two hits for Tegan as Tegan manages to, to back away and just nail her in the thigh. That's a 17. Um, it, does that hit, Tegan? What do you mean? Does it hit? You said it hit. She... Uh, she rolled a 17. Oh, she rolled a 17. Um, uh, my armor is a 14. So, yeah. Okay. That's only four damage. She manages to nick you again. It's less about the damage and more about the, uh, the, the first to five hits. It's about sending a message. 
I'm not meaning to. Uh, well, no, here's the thing, because damage does mean something, because if none of them can make it to that five hits, you still win. No, I know, that's what I'm saying, is it's, it's still it's still important, so. They just pass out, so you just hit them with the hilt of your sword. <laughs> For the remainder. <laughs> just got, okay, uh, so that's two to two, Tegan's turn again. And... I roll seven. Seven misses. Yep. As a swing and a miss, and she rolled a fifteen. Yep. And that's eleven damage again. I'm gonna say Tegan's not looking too hot right now. So, yes, uh, Tegan's like standing there for a moment after that last bout. He's like, I've missed things like this with her. But let's keep on doing Okay, uh, it's Tegan's turn again. That is 16. That hits. Okay. We got 11 for damage. 11. And then we'll open the tie. I got a 1. Which is doo -doo -doo -doo, acid damage. Okay, you guys stand tied. And let's see, where is he? Evens are odds, friends. Odds. Odds. Okay. Uh, literally, as a, as she's getting ready to swing at you again, uh, Brandis reaches in and grabs her wrist, and goes and just out loud says, "says Lady Candemir, if you continue to fight, you will bleed out. Please call this for what it is at this moment before you end up dead and I get in trouble." And uh, she is unable to break out of his grasp, and so she decides and goes, Fine, I declare our mysterious stranger the winner. Sensei's gonna go ahead and step forward and immediately start healing the two of them. Okay. As, uh, she, as she, like, sheathes her blade, and you can see that the uh, the ice is disappearing off of it, as she goes, well, I will admit it's been nice to be challenged for the first time in a while. As I'm like, slightly bleeding from my wounds, I will agree. Not Before anymore. Nice. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> but there's still the blood loss. <laughs> He's just like, this, this sort of sucks, guys. And Drusilla's just like, oh, thank the gods this is over. Can we finally get down to business? We do that. Could I ask that me and her finish this up at a later time? Uh, it's a little hard to hear you, my dude. Did you back away from your mic? No, I have my mic right next to me. Um, I was going to say, like, um, before we do that, um, Tegan 
like looks at her and says, maybe another time we can finish this. Oh, yes, please. I do enjoy a challenge. Now, as, as I was saying, my father is attempting to use this incident of wild magic as a scapegoat so that people will continue to ignore what's going on. What he has in charisma, he lacks in common sense. I'm usually able to outlogic him at every turn. However, he has already managed to get the town into a frenzy about the situation, so the first things first is we will have to locate your this wild magic sorcerer and your pink friend, and then once they are separate and safe from the mob, we can begin to de-escalate the situation. I may be able to, on what authority I have, to gather the townspeople that have been conscripted into this mob to one location. This should at least buy some time and breathing room for the bearer of wild magic to be found. You do understand that that is simply going to draw their anger at you, correct? Well, that is the most possible of these scenarios. I do believe that I should be able to weather their insults and slings long enough to accomplish our other tasks and bring reason to the governor to stop this folly. And uh, Haven actually speaks up and goes, Actually, that might be a good plan. I mean, not not the whole thing, but, like, a distraction. And uh, he yeah. actually looks at the rest of you and he's like, uh, could we uh, step off away from everyone and have a discussion? Asura's gonna nod and step towards <laughs> him. Same. As, as they, he basically walks with the rest of you towards the far end of this room. And, uh, and Drusilla and Michelle exchange a look real quick, and Michelle just shrugs. As, uh, she doesn't really seem interested. <laughs> As in, uh, and uh, Haven, just in a very low voice, is just like, okay, so yes, I, I do agree that we could use a distraction, but the problem right now is that considering that everyone is currently very afraid in the environment that is happening and that they are looking for something to blame and or attack why don't we give them something that's a little scarier than some kid using wild magic something scarier as in like an adult you? using magic Tegan no Masuru yes <laughs> but then that puts you at very heavy risk I mean, I have wings, so it's not like I can't get out of there. I drop my disguise, cause a little loud noise around town, get everyone's attention. They go on a wild goose chase, and they draw it away, draw everyone away from where you guys need to be. That actually seems like a plan. And then, 
And then I get away from them, and when I when I have a free moment, throw my illusion back up, and no one will know it was me. All right, now I I have to ask this question because it's you. How many people are you planning on hurting? I was just gonna like maybe light a few barrels of hay on fire, but I wasn't actually gonna hurt anybody. No, lighting a few barrels of hay on fire is great. And then he, he looks at you, sighs, looks down at the, the green sash around his waist, so it's sort of like, uh, you know, just the waistband. He tears a piece of fabric off of it and then ties it over the, the guard of his claymore so he can't draw it out of the sheath and is like, is that better? Do you feel better? A little. <laughs> so, uh, Sensei, in his very non-tactful voice... Uh, is very bluntly going to say, I do not like this plan. It does not seem like a proper course of action. It does not solve the root of this problem. These people, while driven by their emotions, must learn to face them. I feel that this is a temporary solution to what is a very permanent problem that should be solved at the root. Yeah, but we can't do that while everyone's following one thought process. Could you imagine if a Hellion, and he says that in a lower tone, it's like if a Hellion shows up and they, could you imagine the, the talk down that you can have with them about how stupid it is they're getting up in arms over a child when, we, when there, were, there were just demons on their back door? Also... In all fairness, our current mission is to find the Tiefling and find the Wild Magic Sorcerer, not change everybody's mind about Wild Magic. I mean, it's a great idea, it's something that needs to be done, but it's not necessarily what we are here to do. You need a big enough distraction, and besides, if the, if the, the crowd gets frenzied enough and they go after you, and emotions to, to Sensei... Like, they could dismantle you and no one will do a thing about it. You're not exactly protected right now, buddy. And Tegan steps up to Haven. Now my question to you is, do you really think you can pull this off by yourself? If they see you helping me and I cloak back up and show up with you guys, they're gonna kind of put it together. I spent three years helping helping the Lomastus army against the, Hel the Hellions without them knowing. You really think I can't fool some townsfolk? But the question is, do you think you can do it, yes or no? I am positive I can do it. Do you think I can't do it? I believe you can do it. It was a great I'm plan, and you have the ability to execute it. I'm not saying that you can't do it, but I just want to make sure that if you need help, I'll be there for you. So, uh, Sensei is going to turn from uh, the blue circuits to the uh, the purple, the, the deep violet circuits. And uh, going to look Haven, um, pretty sure looking Haven straight in the eyes. And say, if you're going to pull this off, you're going to need support from the good side. 
somebody to spur everyone to give chase very loudly and enthusiastically. And you hear a voice from behind you as Titus says, I can do that. As you guys turn, and he's literally, he's, he's got like a bag of peanuts he pulled out of his pocket, and he's just munching on them. As you guys seem to have forgotten that he is here. 100% forgot he was here. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Jess. And then, uh, as he like looks between you, as, uh, as, he, as he goes, oh, I mean, your, your, friend, your friend's not actually stealthy. And he taps his goggles, and he's like, I could see that he wasn't what what he actually is presenting, like forever ago. These things see so much magic. Jarvis. I just Ooh. found the whole thing fascinating, so it didn't say anything. Fair enough. If I, but I, I swear, if a uh, and he like cleared his voice, he clears his voice and goes. If a uh, hobbled old man starts starts a panic, people are gonna turn around and listen. I'm not particularly enthused about any plan that puts a member of our party at risk. However, I'm struggling to come up with any form of idea that would work better than this. Yeah, fine. Risky splits about. What was that? Risk is what it's about. <laughs> Risk. And then uh, I don't even know what to say to you. Yeah. And so basically he's just like, so are we good? Is this what we're what we're gonna do? Uh, Sensei will, um, still with the, the deep violet, uh, circuits is, uh, going to nod conspiratorially with everybody. Masuru is going to turn to Haven and just like, look him dead in the eyes. Be like, listen, any, any, any issues with this plan at all fly as far away from here as you can get. We will find you somehow, some other way. We will meet back up some other way. If there are any issues, you get out. Yeah, bold of you to think you're getting rid of me that easily. And he sort of, he holds up his hand where, where the, the marking is that it matches yours and goes, you're kind of stuck with me. Like I said, we would find you somehow. And but we would need you to be safe to do that. Okay, so as everyone agreed, this is our plan. Messi was gonna nod. Yep, but my boy says he can do it, so I'll put confidence in him. Is that a is that a, a yes, Alexi? <laughs> Alexi. Alexi. Yes. Oh yes. Anywho. This is a great plan. So uh, as as you as you guys turn back to where uh, where uh, Drusilla, Michelle, and Brandis are, she's uh, Michelle sort of gives you a smile and goes, 
I take it we're ready to go then. And yep. this is where we're going to be stopping for the evening. <laughs> so uh, you guys have a, a, a bit a bit of time to work on the, the finer points of your uh, point uh, the finer points of your plan. And uh, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Uh, and uh, you know the the usual song and dance. Please follow us. Uh, please uh, message us questions. We're on Twitter, Discord. We're everywhere. Uh, I will definitely share those links. Uh, as we were saying before, what we were talking about is uh, the release of the new Marvel campaign uh, campaign setting journal thing. The uh, new TTRPG book, uh, rule book, is being released uh, this during March this year, at, like the March 22nd, I think. Uh, uh, April 9th. Oh, it's moved moved to April 9th. Oh yeah. yeah. So when it when it gets uh, so when that gets out, we're actually going to be uh, every every episode rather than uh, on Spotify, they're going to actually be live streaming the episodes to our YouTube. So every episode goes up immediately uh, as as we were recording them, which. Which allows for uh, questions during our break. So, uh, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Uh, Shane, you have a send off as usual. It's your birthday. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you cut out for a second, but he did just tell everybody happy birthday if it's your birthday. Happy birthday if it's your goddamn birthday. I hope it's a great day. Okay. And if it's your not, if it's not your birthday, have a merry, merry unbirthday. Get, exactly. Get out of here. Just, get out of here. Have a great goddamn day. <laughs> Thank you so much again for joining us and to be continued in the next episode. Bye. 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 <laughs>